We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Tuesday. It is October 29th, 2019, and we have three basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Jordan Cooper. Blenderhead, I like you on these smaller slates. We can get some game theory going here for some tournaments, talk some cash games. How are you doing, my friend? Good. I want to get to the scolding. Typically, uh, in the Discord for the first week, like I'm, I'm trying to scold people into place. I'm trying to teach people how to play better and not give them the plays. And uh, and and I, that's why I like these like shorter slates, so I have more time to scold. <laughs> you can scold me for my Chris Paul take yesterday. I'm not one of the people that ever liked the whole narrative thing. And like, I just bought into the whole Chris Paul thing. And, you know, it wouldn't have mattered because of Marquise Chris and Derek Rose, like stinking anyway. But like, I, I, man, I was, no, I was no, right no, no. about Hold a lot on. of <laughs> It was a narrative day. And I want to scold Alan Lem because he shows up in discord, like at one, one thirty. And he starts listing off all the narratives, and he forgot the one narrative that mattered, the one everyone forgot about: Bobby Portis against the Bulls. <laughs> and Bobby Portis goes off for like 50, 50 fantasy points, and no one remembered that's a narrative. Yeah, good old narratives. <laughs> and as, as someone said in the Discord, uh, narratives don't matter unless it's a crazy person. <laughs> Listen, if it's a good spot, it's a good spot. You know, um, I probably wouldn't have played Bobby Portis. I played Chris Paul like an idiot. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I just, again, like, it was just one of those things where, like, I never do it, and then I did it, and it's just like, man, I feel terrible about that. <laughs> so, but, you know, I, I didn't see the Marquise Chris news. So, like, honestly, it really didn't even matter today. Like, it was just going to be a losing day. It ended up being – a winning day because of a draft that started like a week ago for a tournament. But, you know, for the most part, it was a losing day. Well, that's why it's Daily Fantasy. There's another day. That's right. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to our sponsor site, fantasydraft.com. Uh, they got a bunch of stuff going on right now for NBA, NFL, uh, NHL, PGA. All the sports are going right now over there. Uh, they have a $25,000 pick and roll for tonight's NBA slate, uh, 30 entry max on that tournament, really solid tournament there. $300,000 Hooters main event for Sunday. Uh, so big tournament over there for football, bunch of stuff going on for basketball. And again, the only rake free DFS site in the business. So 
I've like, I've saved over two grand in this season. Um, football, well, now basketball too. But take advantage of this membership. You, if you if you play a bunch, fifteen fifty bucks, whichever membership fits better for you. Um, you can pay fifteen dollars, get the three thousand dollar entry limit, and you'll save the rake in the first. I, I think it's like the first um, hundred and fifty. I think no. It'd be like the first 1500 or something. I don't know. Um, off the top of my head, my math's terrible right now. I'm tired. Um, no, no, so, yeah. it would be like the first 500 or something. No, yeah, no, it'd be the, the first, first five. First yeah. thousand. Yeah, your first thousand would be technically 15%. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 trust me. If you're, you're going to play low you, volume, yeah. you should be playing there first and then going to the other sites. Yeah, take advantage of the rake free over there. So. Uh, like you said already, we got a little three-gamer here. Um, but, you know, for a three-game slate, there's a lot to talk about on this slate. And I, I like the two- to three-game slates that have an edge, and I feel like there's a slight edge on this slate, so I'm excited to talk about it. So let's jump in here. Atlanta at Miami, 224.5 total. Miami's favored by eight in this game. Um, on the Atlanta side, I didn't see um, really any injuries outside of Crab and Parsons, the guys that have been out. And then on the Miami side of things, Johnson is still out. Waiters is still not with the team. And Derek Jones Jr. is out. Um, Kelly Olenek is probable. So let's start here with Atlanta. Um, you know, another night, uh, you know, it's a back-to-back game, but another night and another night of Trey Young just having massive amounts of usage. Right, although, like, in the second half, his usage went into, like, zero points because he couldn't hit a shot. Yeah. But, I mean, when you talk about the Hawks, I mean, to me, it's it's two players. It's it's Trey Young and it's John Collins. And if Trey Young is going to have over 30% usage for the season and have the ball and he's going to play 35 minutes, like, he's going to be more than a 9K player. So, understand that he's going to be more inconsistent than other stud players at that range. But, like, if the Hawks are – what? The Hawks have an implied total of what? 108. Like, where – most of that's coming from Trey Young and John Collins, and then their rotation, obviously now with, the like, Herter getting more minutes and Reddish getting more minutes, like, they're creeping up, allowing them to play a little bit more and more. This rotation could get, like, 11 deep, and it's just a matter of, like, in GPP – you can take a shot at any of them, but who knows which one of them is going to exceed value. So, like, on a, on a three-game slate in GPP, that's, I think that's a great idea on what to do. Uh, but if not, like, I think on this slate, I mean, to, just to, to narrow it down for context, you got five, you pretty much got five studs, I think. I mean, yeah, there's, like five, there's Trey Young, there's uh, the Lakers, there's and Jokic, and, uh, and Luka. Uh you're probably, in, at least in cash, playing three out of the five of those guys. I'm not sure if Trey makes the cut. Yeah, like, you know, obviously you're going to have to shop him around. We're looking here on Fantasy Draft. We're looking here on DraftKings. And, like, he is, he's expensive now. Like, he's, his production is caught up to his price. The usage is caught up. I still think there's upside for John Collins here. Um and, like, we got news on Monday that Hunter and Reddish minute limit was increased to 30 and Herter was increased to 20. Now, I think Kevin Herter is a terrible tournament player. I think he's a terrible player in general today. It's a back-to-back on a guy that's already very limited minutes-wise. So, I'd be very careful with him. But I think you can take shots here on, like, a DeAndre Hunter or Cam Reddish Um Reddish is super cheap if he's going to play close to 30 minutes, um, you know. But, again, I think there's some value that we're going to talk about as we're going along here. And Hunter is, I think, in play. But, I, again, I don't love it. Um, I, I like John Collins here. But is he going to make the build? Is he going to fit the build for me? Probably not. If, if I'm inclined to go with the cheap guys, I go with the guys that have massive upside potential as long as they get the minutes – and as long as they stay out of foul trouble. So, like, my DPP shots on the Hawks, I'm more inclined to look at, like, Alex Len, and I'm looking at Jabari Parker. Because, like, we've seen in the past that Parker, like, you give him 28 minutes and you don't put a, a ball hog on the court, like, he's just going to grab it and take as, take as much as he can whenever he can. Uh, and, and Len, uh, I mean, he's, 
He's not going to play many minutes, but you never know. He, he, he's very similar like Jonas Valanciunas. That, like, if you gave him 35 minutes, he'd be like an 8K, 9K player. It's just that he never gets to that either because he's, you know, the coach limits him or he just he picked up four fouls in seven minutes. So, like, if anything, since it's a three-game slate and you have to think kind of outside the box, maybe today's the day they get extra minutes. So I'm more inclined to go to Len at what? He's 4,300 on DraftKings. Parker is 4,200. He's even cheaper on uh, – no, he's 4,400 on FanDuel. Uh, Len, of course, takes up that center spot on FanDuel, so maybe less of a play there. But, uh, I mean, if, they, if they're going to be – what, five, six, maybe not even 10% owned on a three-game slate? To me, that's good for large field GPPs. Um, the other side of this game, Miami, they have the highest implied team total on the, the slate here. Um, you know, obviously- They have the highest implied team total, and it's, it's the team that I, I have interest in the least. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy. They're playing at the fastest pace this season. It's only three games. Jimmy Butler's coming back here. You know, they've obviously had two young guys with none and Hero playing a lot. So, like, a lot can change as far as the pace goes for Miami. But, you know, coming into this spot, Butler coming back, obviously, it hurts. I feel like it's going to hurt none, and I feel like it's going to hurt Winslow unless they continue to let Winslow kind of play point guard here. Yeah, but even if they do, I mean, these pri- the prices have come up. Yeah. DraftKings has priced these guys as if Butler is not playing. The only guy, the, the only player that they didn't price up for Butler playing is Butler. I mean, like he's seventy seven hundred. I'm not saying he's he's underpriced. I'm just saying he's efficiently priced, while the other guys are overpriced. So, like to me, in this game, uh, from from the more expensive players. Which I mean, I mean, you have to consider Nunn and Winslow to be expensive now. Uh, would be uh, Butler or Adebayo because if you know Bam gets the minutes at seven K, you know those types of centers, he could put up a fifty point game any day. Any it doesn't matter what his price is. Uh, so like to me, like I don't want to play any of the subsidiary pieces because they're they're all priced up. If in GPP, if I was going to take a shot on anyone, it would be Goran Dragic off the bench at fifty seven hundred. Because at least I could see a path. Someone gets into foul trouble, something happens, he has to come on and he has to play enough minutes and he's priced low enough. I'd rather take a shot at Drogic getting 35 points for 5,700 than take a shot on like Winslow or like definitely not none at like 6K on DraftKings. I hope people game log watch and don't realize that Jimmy Butler's usage in minutes is going to eat into everyone. Yeah, and the coach already came out and said, like, Jimmy Butler's our guy, no minute restriction. We want him out there, and, like, he's going to be our guy. So, like, I'm with you. I feel like the edge here is people not paying attention and or thinking about how much Butler is going to hurt people. Like, I don't see Kendrick Nunn playing 40 minutes in this game. Justice Winslow potentially could play 35-plus, but, like, we're going to see Jimmy Butler get – 35 to 40 minutes in this game and you know I I like the rotations that we've gotten from Miami to start the season they have had a really tight rotation but Jimmy Butler definitely is going to add a fold into there he's their guy remember that so I love Bam in this spot I don't think he gets hurt by by Butler being out there at all I, I think Bam is a fantastic play if you're not playing up for Jokic or potentially playing AD as your center like, I, I think this is a really good spot for Bam. So, um, just wanted to piggyback what you were saying on him. I think this is this is the spot you play him. And I never hate the Dragon. Like, he's going to be, you know, I like the usage that he's getting here with the second unit um, and kind of embracing this role um, of playing off the bench with a 25, 25.6% usage rate. So, um, anybody that's averaging over a fantasy point per minute with that type of usage off the bench is fine with me. Yeah, and if you're thinking about any other Heat players, I rank them as Butler, then Adebayo, then Drogic, and then Butler's baby. (laughs) Is there no baby narrative? We're not pushing that? I'm not. Nope. Nope. Not after uh, Chris you, Paul, no. Did you see how I just like instantly like I had I wanted nothing to do with talking about that? Like no. Well, I maybe you could maybe that's the edge in a three game slate that because we have people in the Discord. I'm gonna here's here's a here's a skull one of the skulls of the of the show that uh, 
Talk about everything that any that doesn't have to do with basketball. Now, now I know that you know that people that in basketball, since the player has the ball in his hand, you know he has a little bit more control than in other sports. But like, uh, like I, I look at projections. I don't look at like like biases like that. What you hope is that when you play GPPs, that other people weigh those biases more. So maybe Butler's ownership goes up three or four percent just from the fact that he had a baby, which makes absolutely no mathematical sense. He should um, he should project really well in projection systems today at seventy seven hundred. Um, like I don't think projecting- he fits the construction though. I think I yeah. think if you if because once you play uh, someone for seventy seven hundred, you're foregoing one of the five like top level studs, and I think that's at least for cash the the better construction to go by. Yeah, and, you know, we're going to move on to the next game here. And, like, obviously that's a conversation we can have because we have another guy that I like that's kind of in that 8K range. Um, Dallas at Denver, 216 total here. Denver favored by six in this game. Um, You know, I didn't – on the Denver side of things, didn't see really um, a lot of news. But they're – I'm pretty sure they're still playing when we were started – um, and then on the Dallas side of things, Dwight Powell might play. Um, he has been upgraded to questionable. He practiced on full on Monday. So there's a potential that he plays. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury, so we'll have to kind of watch that news. Like, I don't think it hurts like Porzingis, but like obviously it hurts like Maxi Kleebler and those guys if Powell plays. Um, let's start with Dallas. You know, obviously we have Luca, um, and we have like Porzingis who – Really, like, when we saw him with New York, he was really, really solid most of the time. And, like, we're seeing him here now with Dallas, 31.8% usage rate. Luka with a monster monster usage rate as well. Like, these guys, when you're talking about just playing two guys from one team, it's these two guys. Well, I actually think based on uh, construction for a three-game slate, I think Luka – I don't, I don't, truthfully, I don't think Luke is a $9,500 player. I think he should be priced over 10 K. I mean, regardless of all, oh, they're going to Denver. It's the toughest road to, trip that you could possibly make. It's like the, the it's the toughest back to back. It's not the toughest road trip. Oh, uh, whatever. People, people try to find some reason to not play some road team going <laughs> into Denver. It's the worst back to back in basketball. There's been like so many articles about it on like players saying because of the altitude change and everything, it's the worst back to back. But again, again, like taking, taking that aside, I, I get what you're saying. Right. But I mean, I think the Powell news matters. And I think I, I, I've seen on Twitter, I, I, I looked around uh, that, you know, he's questionable, but he's still unlikely to play. I think yeah. I would lean. I'm going under the impression that he's not playing until other proven otherwise, uh, especially in a three game slate where you need value. You need to find something. Uh, Porzingis is going to be the odd man out in most people's constructions on this slate. So that makes him a great GPP play. I think it's much better off because you could always play uh, LeBron or AD or Jokic. I mean, Jokic is a center, but I mean, you need that forward spot for one of those guys and the guards. But once you get to cheap guards, it doesn't look pretty. So I'd much rather pay up at a guard spot, whether it be with Luca or with Trey Young. So I think I prioritize him. But the guys that I really want, it is kind of weird to say, uh, is Kleber... First off, because uh, obviously, you know, he's 3,700 on DraftKings and it's a three-game slate and I got to fill spots with someone. And Denver plays big. I mean, you have Jokic, you have Plumlee, you have Millsap, you have all the guys in the front court that you, you have to – they're not they're, – I'm assuming they're not going to play Porzingis against Jokic for many minutes, if any. So I think that Cleaver's going to have to play at least tw- – I mean, at least 20 minutes – and at his salary on a three-game slate, I think that's more than enough, uh, regardless of the matchup. And then the other guy is uh, the guy that you never play in DFS, even though that's what his initials are. Uh, but you do on a three-game slate where you need a small forward for something. You need to find somewhere to go. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is 3,400, and he gets peripherals. Like, his ceiling is really limited, but, like, he could easily get you a six-point, six rebound, one steal, one assist type of line, and maybe uh, 18 points is good for 3,400. 
So I always, I always recommend like when, when you're starting to see trends, um, and you want to kind of like dig into things like game flow on like going on a core IQ and using game flow to try to figure things out as an excellent tool to take advantage of. So I was digging in before we got started here on like Delion Wright, just because like you said, guard value kind of stinks today. And he crushed New Orleans because that game went so small. And when we look at the other two games, especially Portland, that game stayed kind of big, and DFS and Maxi both played more minutes, and Wright just kind of became a, an afterthought. So I'm with you. I, I like Maxi. I like De- um, DFS, Finney Smith, t- more than I like like a Wright type of play here, um, assuming that Powell doesn't play. I'm, I'm with you, like until he's in there, um, and then I'll adjust, but – I, I think I like Finney Smith either way, even if Powell plays. I don't think Finney Smith gets hurt here. And this game stays big. Denver doesn't play small, um, like you you had already kind of talked about. But if we can compare this to Portland, which Portland doesn't typically play small, we have some sample size, even though it's one game, to see what Dallas is going to do when it gets big. And that's Finney Smith, Maxi, and Porzingis. Right, it doesn't necessarily make them great ceiling plays. Oh no! But on a slate where we're star for value, they make them good value plays. And to me, the GPP play would be to if you're fading Luca, play Jalen Brunson. So, like to me, Jalen Brunson ceiling. I mean, he's forty five hundred, so it's not like he's that he's that expensive or anything. But Brunson's going to shoot the ball. So any shot that Brunson takes takes away from Luca's shots. So if you're going to play a lineup that fades Luca. Like, you could play Porzingis and Brunson together. Luka could still have a 40-point game, but it may not be enough points for you to win a GPP. You know, Trey Young gets 46 and beats Luka's score, and Brunson ends up with, you know, that 7X and maybe sub, uh, you know, sub 8% ownership or something on a three-game slate. So I think that, like, that's the direction from from a construction because also once you go from Luka down to Brunson, that means you're able to get – uh, a stud in your lineup that the that the players that have Luke in the lineup can't possibly have. Uh, the Denver side of things here, you know, they they just um, close game with the Kings on Monday night, so they like a lot of their guys played their normal minutes. Um, Jokic had a terrible game. I hate playing him. Like I've gotten to the point where I really just hate playing Jokic. Um, but going into this game here against Dallas. It's a three-game slate. What are we looking at here when it comes to Denver? Well, I mean, obviously, the the, the main guy is the one guy that you hate. But I know he's a he's a great GP. I think out of all out of all five studs, he may be the best GPP play, especially after a bad game on a back to back. He fills a center spot. Essentially, if you played Jokic, you're probably playing him in in the place of Anthony Davis. Because uh, to, to fill a center slot. So, like, if you're – unless you're playing Kleber with him, although I probably wouldn't play Kleber and Jokic together. If you're playing in a lineup with Bam Adebayo, like, that, that's a contrarian lineup, like a Bam-Jokic lineup. And, like, you fade both the Lakers studs. Maybe you'd do something like that. But, like, Jokic is clearly, you know, the top – at least raw points on Denver. The problem with the rest of Denver is that, like – I like all of their prices if I knew how many minutes they were playing. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, if Gary Harris played 34 minutes at sub 5K, I'll take it. If Jamal Murray was uh, 6,600 uh, and I knew he was going to get 30, I knew Malik Beasley wasn't in play. Like, I'd like that. I, I, hey, I would like Malik Beasley if I knew he was going to get over, over 18 minutes at, at 3,300, but he could also get 12 minutes. So, like, uh, out of all the teams, we talked about the Miami pieces, you know, as far as taking a shot on one of them, taking a, you know, taking a shot on the Atlanta guys. I'd much rather take a shot on these Denver guys. I'd take a shot on Malik, any of them. Barton, I don't care. Millsap at 5,400. I mean, the rotation is, 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 is deep enough, and the minutes fluctuate. But, I mean, if you're going to fade Jokic on a three-game slate, then you play Plumlee. You just, you just hope that Jokic has three fouls or something like that. And then, obviously, Plumlee is a great play. Uh, but for the most part, I'm not necessarily the, – the, the Denver pieces are still, other than Beasley, still too expensive for you to really fit in a build as a value play. I know Gary Harris is under 5K and Barton's under 5K. But, like, D- 
DFS and Kleber for the Dallas side are like a thousand cheaper, and then you're able to fit three studs in. Yeah, I actually don't mind Will Barton here. Like the thing is, like he was priced at fifty three hundred on Monday, and he dropped all the way down to forty six hundred. So like, in a seven hundred dollar price decrease, um, uh, and then ended up putting I think like close to thirty fantasy points up on Monday. So like. I like when, like, I, I can kind of see those moves, and that's, like, a big move to me. So, Will Barton or, or Gary Harris are fine. Um, man, I agree with you on Jokic. I think he's a great tournament play. I, I don't know if I end up playing him, but that's just personal bias um, getting in the way. I, At I, least you admit it. Yeah. Hey, I, I have no problem admitting it. <laughs> Anybody that listened to the morning grind last year knows how much I absolutely love um, Jokic. So um, anything else from this one? We're we moving on. I mean, you can always take a shot at Jeremy Grant. I mean, how, how many choices do we have on this slate? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Play Probably whatever not. you want. Come on. Play, yeah, man? play. Uh, you got you to gotta live by your brand. Uh, Memphis at L.A. taking on Lakers. 219.5 total here. Uh, Lakers favored by 12. Kyle Anderson is questionable. Um, Morant is expected to play. Kuzma is out, and Rondo is questionable on the Lakers side of things. Let's start here with Memphis. On a 12-game slate, we're probably not, you know, really, like, looking at this game much, but it's a three-game slate. I'm not worried about the potential blowout risk on a, on a three-game slate. Um, how, were you, how, how would you approach it? Um, I said how I'm approach it. How do you approach it here on a three-gamer, and uh, what do you like here for Memphis? Oh, so no blowout risk. So we're not considering that Memphis is going to blow the Lakers out. Yeah, exactly. Probably uh, not playing like a Solomon Hill. Hill, you know. Uh, out of all the games on the slate, this is my this this would this would be the one to target. Uh, Memphis. Uh, here's one of those biases, just like Butler, and you know, uh, with not realizing that the Miami Heat guys are overpriced. Uh, people think of the Memphis Grizzlies with like Marcus All on them, right? They think of uh, Conley, those Grizzlies. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are like playing like they're on cocaine. Like as far as like, like pace, if you want to say pace and possession wise. So right. like second best in the league. Second right. Best. So like uh, the players prices in a game against the Lakers that essentially it's a, basically it's a two man show for them. Uh, especially if uh, Kyle Anderson is like out. I mean, I'm not saying that, that, that makes that much of a difference, but here's where you get some cheap pieces. Here's where you get, uh, I know he's shooting dependent, so you have to kind of hold your nose with a potentially low floor, but Dylan Brooks, uh, you got, I mean, I think Jaron Jackson is an excellent tournament play. I don't think at his price, it necessarily makes it worthy of filling a, a GPP uh, a cash build. Uh, and then I think, People will play John Morant, and I think that would be incorrect. I think you actually play the the other point guard instead. I think you play Tyus Jones because uh, if he's if he's probable, but they're try, they're they're not pushing him. So like I think people will look at his last game and go, "How do I not pay seventy one hundred on DraftKings for him?" And then forego one of the three studs and try to build a balance build. And I think there's more risk in that than, than ever. I'd, ra- I'd rather uh, – Tyus Jones, even if he just played backup minutes for 4,100, I think he'd get me, like, what, 16 points or something on a three-game slot, which is enough raw points to, for cash, I guess. But if John Morant's only going to see, like, 28 minutes, like, Tyus Jones is going to play the 20-plus – I mean, he we saw for the for the Timberwolves that he, you know, he, he can do well uh, in a game especially that's fast-paced. Uh, and then the other guy uh, I would look at uh, as a salary saver. And they, maybe people don't realize they look at his game log and they think that he's still on the Jazz. Uh, but Jay Crowder at, at 5,200. I think those are the plays on Memphis that you look at. And you don't look at Morant and Valanciunas because I think, like, Valanciunas, yeah, sure. If he gets the minutes, yeah. He put up 44 fantasy points in like 20 minutes. Like, that's not going to happen all the time. So if you don't expect him to play more than 20 minutes, don't think he's going to get like two and a half points per minute. And I'm hoping people go down that road and do that. 
So I'm with you on Valanchunas. Until they lift this minute restriction, there's a minute restriction on Valanchunas right now because of a preseason injury. Um, and until they re- unrestrict him, he's just not in play for me. I'll miss the 40-point, 20-minute games. That's fine with me because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be ahead more than I'm going to be behind on him. So you forgot one of my favorite plays, though, Brandon Clark. Um, the oh, reason- I, no, no, I was burying the lead. I was – no, no, okay. no. I didn't meant <laughs> – no, no, because uh, you were supposed to do your analysis, and then I'm supposed to say the best GPP play is to realize, think in your head, of who plays power forward for the Lakers. And you go, okay, it's Anthony Davis. And then you go – who will most likely be guarding Anthony Davis? Uh, probably the most foul-prone guy in the history of the NBA, at least in my experience in NBA DFS, uh, which is Jaron Jackson. So you go, uh, if people are going to play Jaron Jackson, you I mean, when I mean load up, I mean, I'm, I'm possibly, if I'm, if, I don't know if I'm going to play like 50 lineups. I typically don't play like a, that many on these short slates. But if I play 20 lineups, it's quite possible I have, I have Brandon Clark in all 20 of them. Now, really quick talking on like correlation. Um, I don't think I'd play a lot of Clark and Jackson together. I'm not saying like it's the worst idea, but I think they, they kind of neg- negative correlate because you're hoping Jackson has issues. You know that Clark can get minutes just from Valanchunas going to the bench early but he gains and plays even more here, like, if Jackson's in trouble as well. Right, yeah. But, I mean, if Clark Clark's – if he puts up – if he gets 30 minutes, like, he's going to smash his 5,100 tag against the Lakers. So, like, yes, this this is a GP. This is not a cash play. This is the you're, – you're playing a three-game slate type of angle – but if Jared Jackson is going to get – I mean, he may not get absurd amount on, on the three-game slate. He could get – he could be up at 18% or something like that. Uh, and uh, and Clark could be like 4%, 5%. Uh, a 5%er on a three-game slate that puts up 6, 7x, like that wins you a GPP with all the other right pieces. So, like, like that's why I'm like talking like guys like Jabari Parker, where like if Jabari Parker came out with a 40-point fantasy game, we wouldn't be shocked. It's Jabari Parker, and it could happen. Yeah, it may only happen in a few games this year, but maybe today's the day. So I consider Brandon Clark to be one of those types of plays. Um, I agree with you on um, Jay Crowder. I think he's a fantastic cash game play. Uh, I think he's one of the safer type options on the slate. Um, like the Dylan Brooks call, if we get news that Kyle Anderson's going to play, uh, I think he's definitely in play here. Um, no issues with him. You know, he's going to play off the bench around the same role that he's been playing. But if we can news he's going to play, it's 3,700. And he's a guy that can easily put up 20-plus fantasy points, especially here against the Lakers. So if Anderson plays, definitely want to target him here. He fills the boxes. Like, he's a guy that gets rebounds. He can get blocks. He can get steals. Um, he can score. So uh, Kyle Anderson, definitely one of my favorite values if he does end up playing. But if he doesn't, like, definitely look at Dylan Brooks. Like, that. There's that's an easy – Easy move right there. Dylan Brooks is playing a ton of minutes right now with this team. So if he's going to continue to get these minutes, just like take advantage of it. So um, the Lakers, you know, Anthony Davis is probably the top play on the slate, in my opinion. Like if we're just looking at ceiling and we're looking at like what he can do um, in this matchup, I, there's just nobody that really can stop him here on the Memphis side. Like Davis has a great matchup here. He's 10-3, LeBron James 9-7. Um, when you're looking at these two guys, like they're they're part of your big five that you've been bringing up a lot. Yeah, and I, I would put uh, – if I had to rank, now that we've gotten to all five of them, yeah, uh, I'd rank them uh, – Here's here, here would be my cash game rankings. Uh, one, AD. Two, LeBron. Three, Luka. Uh, four Trey Young and five Jokic. My GPP rankings would still be one Anthony Davis, <laughs> two uh, Jokic, three Young, four Luca, and five LeBron. Yeah, we're pretty I, close. Well, I mean, I, mean, it, I think close within five. What, close between the two of us? Yeah, like what I was thinking. Like I, I'm with you. I, I have AD one. I probably would rank Luca two. Um, I just think he's going to be – I just think from a GPP's perspective, I think he's going to be one of the – is going to be much higher 
on than Trey Young and Jokic that knocks him down the list. It's not a matter of yeah. like, do I think he hits a ceiling? It's just a matter of versus the probably you know the the ownership that he's going to have. Listen, I, I'm I, I love Trey Young. If if Luca's going to get all the ownership at point guard and like Trey Young's going to be twenty percent less than Luca, like I'm that's fine with me. But uh, when when I I rank them one two Lakers uh, in cash because. One of the main things that we're going to have a problem with this season is that, like, from a ceiling perspective, we're thinking about someone putting up 80 fantasy points or 70-plus, is that LeBron could do it. Anthony Davis probably has still have a, a slightly higher chance of doing it, but LeBron could have a triple-double, but Anthony Davis could put up, like, 48 points and 20 rebounds. Uh, when on, on cash games, especially on a short slate like this, uh, the, you you want to mitigate your risk of being wrong. So it's like, I know against the Grizzlies who are playing like they're on cocaine, uh, they have – I mean, the Lakers have a healthy total. It's a, it's a three-game slate. I mean, come on. Uh, if I take both LeBron and Anthony Davis, do I really have to worry that much about, like, picking right? It's just like I'm probably getting, like, 80% of the Lakers' production. Like, so why not just take both of them and then fig- then then figure out – what's going on because I don't want to be stuck in the spot where I took Anthony Davis when he went to the locker room and then LeBron puts up 60 points. But if I take them both together, it's like, I, I'm just going to get it. If who, if one of them has a ceiling game, the combined score is still perfectly fine to me. Now. And I also think like ranking them on is site specific too. Cause I think I'd rank LeBron number one on FanDuel where you're playing two small forwards and like, it's LeBron, it's Winslow, and there's a huge gap there to, like, Jay Crowder. And there's a gap between LeBron and Winslow with Butler coming back, in my opinion. So, I, I think I'd rank LeBron definitely number one on, like, a FanDuel compared to, like, a DraftKings where, like, I have so much flexibility in my lineup and, like, a fantasy draft where you could build whatever lineup you want because of their flexibility. So, uh, just saying, like, I, I want to make that clear. You know, that's definitely something that, like, new NBA players – um, don't pick up on is like, you know, we'll get these slates. Like even for instance, like you can you can rank Jokic really high because like it's Jokic and then it's Valanciunas on Fanduel at center because Bam's a power forward. So, you know, knowing the site you're playing on is always important. Just a quick tip there. So, um, let's get past LeBron and AD. We we love these guys. I, I'm with you. I like the idea of playing both of them. Um, I have no issues with that. Getting past those guys, and I'm going to keep saying this, Danny Green is going to get open looks in this offense. With this type of offense and LeBron and AD being the focus, Danny Green is going to be a guy you can look at on tournaments. And I think this is one of those slates that you don't want to forget about Danny Green because we don't have a ton of shooting guards that can go for 30-plus, and he can. Right. He's, he's, he's the definition of a tournament play. Someone that – his ceiling relies pretty much exclusively on getting hot. Okay. So like, that's why like in cash, he has a scary floor. He's 4,400 on DraftKings. Uh, he's not someone that would make my cash lineup. Uh, even on a three game slate, I'd still rather play. I'd rather play Dorian Finney Smith because at least I know I'm getting some peripherals. Uh, but, but yeah, if, if, if if anything, I'm taking Danny Green instead of Anthony Davis. And even then, it doesn't – I mean, it's a three-game slate. What am I talking about? It doesn't even matter at this point. Uh, but I think, like, after him, like, you could take a shot at one of the centers, and I think uh, you do it based on price. So, like, uh, McGee is 3,800 and Howard is 5,000 on DraftKings because of Howard's good game. But it seems like the Lakers are just that those minutes are going to get split. Maybe you're going to get maybe like 40 ish minutes for both of them. AD is going to play like six to eight minutes at center against small ball lineups. And the minute split at center between McGee and Howard will just be based on basically who's playing well or something. So feel free to take a shot on either of them. But it's quite possible neither of them put up ceiling scores at all. Uh, but, I mean, on the three-game slate, I'm much more inclined to just take a shot on McGee because he's cheaper. Yeah, see, I, I, I get what you're saying, and I don't want to necessarily disagree, but McGee, when he checks out in the third quarter, he just doesn't come back. So, like, 
Dwight has been earning fourth quarter minutes more and more, like if we're looking at game flow in the, in the second and third games of the season. It's a very small sample that we're going off Yeah, I can pull of. a Cardi with the small sample size alone. You can, that, and, and I'm not disagreeing with you. That's why I'm saying it's a very small sample. But for me, I think I'd rather play Dwight. I think that Dwight adds block upside, and I think he actually adds like some double-double upside here. So like, I think I'd rather try to chase the ceiling and pay a little extra for Dwight but if I'm doing that, like, I'm not playing Jokic, I'm not playing some of these big centers, or I'm using Dwight in the utility spot. Um, so if I'm looking at, like, the utility plays around, like, 5K, he honestly doesn't seem like that bad of play um, as a utility type of play when I'm looking at all the 5K range players. No, I agree with you. I, I I said take a shot, play wherever you want. That's it. Sometimes, <laughs> it's sometimes in tournaments – you pay up to be contrarian because the the ceiling, like them going out and put like Dwight Howard could put up a 35-point a, a game, which is like 7X for, for 5,000, like no matter what his price is. So like you could, if you wanted to overpay for Justice Winslow today, even with Jimmy Butler back, like we've seen these games where even with everyone healthy, Winslow still goes out and puts up 48 fantasy points for no apparent reason. He gets stats across the board playing 38 minutes. Uh, his median projection will be low point per dollar, but his ceiling really isn't affected. So like, that's how I view like Dwight Howard. And that's why I lean towards the cheaper guy because he just doesn't have to put up as many points for me to be happy. The other thing that you can kind of think about here too is like, do they really want Brandon Clark playing a lot against Dwight and this game kind of going smaller, but I don't know. I, I don't even know who would necessarily benefit in that because I'm not playing like a Jared Dudley, trust me. Um, so I think that like, man, if Dwight's going to get his minutes uh, against like Brandon Clark instead of like Valanciunas, like Dwight really could crush in this spot. I have a question for you because I, I am – a lot of people may not realize that I've been a Roto-Grinder uh, premium member for four – I was – for years before I was on the team here. So I've been listening to Stevie since I started <laughs> playing DFS. Memphis uh, plays, I'll say it for the third time, like they're on cocaine, these fast-paced games – and I know you mentioned it on the morning grind multiple times when I've been playing NBA. Is this a KCP game? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it. Um, uh, like, I didn't want to necessarily say it because, like, I ran so well with KCP for so long. Uh, anybody that's been around for a while, like um, Jordan, like KCP when he played with Detroit, I don't think I got him wrong all like a whole season. And these are the types of games that, like, he did really well in. And, like, potentially if this game goes small, KCP plays 25 minutes, and this is the type of game where if he shoots really well, he plays well. But the minutes are just so down right now, and they're just playing so many guys in that, like, guard type of role. Like, I just don't know if I can necessarily just trust it in general. No, you shouldn't trust it at all. These types of analysis don't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. They haven't been back tested, but it's a three game slate. You can play when he was with want. when he was with Detroit. It was back tested. <laughs> oh, I'm just it, it, there's so many there's so few. I, I want to think like if I'm plugging in Brandon Clark, like if I'm plugging in Brandon Clark into 20 lineups out of 20, like I need to like stack this game, and it's like I still need to find like another like how where else like can find a two percent don't guy Cook. on a three game slate. Yeah, play like a Quinn Cook. Like Qu Cook no, is earning. Why should like, why should I I would rather <laughs> I would rather celebrate your honor by playing KCP in a very <laughs> KCP like game. Uh, that's, you just have right. to you just have to be, give me the yes nod. You have cuz nope. you you run 100% pure with KCP so I need to know. No, nope. I would not play KCP today. Oh, okay. damn it. Come on. <laughs> KCP's going for 30. Um, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, i got to pull it up because I did not do that. Um, give me your favorite play on DraftKings, under 5K to 7X today. Under 5K? Yeah, I can't beat Dwight. Trust me, I already wanted to say that. No, no, I was going to say Brandon Clark, just to be contrarian. No, can't have him either. He's 51. To, to 7X? 7X. Okay, I'm going to go with Maxi Kleber. I like that one. Um, let's see. 
there's not like a standout here to me today. Like there some days like there's a guy that's like super standout to me. But I think I'm going to go to the same game and I'm going to go Finney Smith for all the reasons that I said earlier um, on that one. And then um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Who's over 8K? I I really have to say on on DraftKings, though, because I never make these picks beforehand, even though it may be a little frustrating to Stevie because I have to look. Uh, (laughs) That's okay. But I just like the natural reaction. Who's over 8K? I mean, who's – we the studs like is there anyone yeah. else yeah that, that's the point the point of this question is t- telling us who your least favorite stud is well i know your answer is Jokic, so i'm i'm gonna go i'm gonna <laughs> i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with trey young all right i like trey young call um i'm gonna go with lebron james actually can i take it back i'll go with luca all right yeah that's fine I'm I'm all in on AD today, so I'm hoping LeBron busts and like if if, if this was FanDuel again, like I'm playing LeBron on FanDuel. I just want to one more time say that like it's way different for me on FanDuel and maybe even Yahoo. I haven't looked at Yahoo yet. Um, give me your guy, your favorite six X play. Like it doesn't matter price anything. You just think this guy's getting six X today. Well, I mean, can I say Maxi Kleber again if Powell's out? No. I get what well, I can't count that for two things. No, I'm trying to okay. ruin the game. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll go the complete opposite direction and go. I'll go with the most expensive player on the slate, Anthony Davis. I like that one. That he puts up a sixty-five point game or something. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Luca. You like him the bust. I like him to go. No, off. no. I just I just think that with Porzingis there and then playing yeah. on the road in Denver against a good defensive team that. Like, Trey Young could just, like, luck box himself into, like, 46 points, even shooting, like, 27 times. Yep. Um, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Well, it can't be KCP now. I can't endorse it today. No, but I'll Brandon Clark, I've already said it. Yeah, I like Clark a lot. Like, I, I'm, I'm with you on him. Like, do, you, do we think Dwight gets ownership today? Yeah, after his like, recency, but we have a sample size of what? Two or three games? People look at that. And uh, he would be my guy if I if we knew ownership and he wasn't over like 15%. That's weird enough. Yeah, I guess. I'll, I'll say Dwight. It, it, I get low, much lower owner guys, but it's a smaller slate. Like, we can't really... Yes. How weird can you really get on a th- I mean, Jimmy Butler's baby would be the weird play. Um, give me your favorite GPP or um, contest that you're looking at today. It could be a cash game. It could just be any any contest on any site that you know you're going to enter today because, yes. I like the fact – I'm going to go away from GPP. I like the fact now that if, if you're more of a mid to higher stakes player – that uh, that for NBA season, I've noticed. Maybe just I've just noticed now uh, that uh, they have 181 man fifty dollar double ups now. They used to like cut that off at like 93. Like so, so I I obviously I'm always looking for single entry double ups that have the largest like fields in. And obviously, since I've over one million in lifetime entries, like I I can't be in the one to three dollar range. So I always need to add volume. Like the $5 ones, you may just get the 23 mans. And in 23 mans, you may find 22 other sharp players. But 181 man, maybe there's a little bit more diversity in, in the opponent size. So, so I, I give DraftKings credit. And uh, I, I have been playing the, the $50 181-man double-ups there. Solid enough. Um, I, I like it. I like when – you know, we can mix it up. Uh, I'm going to go again. I'm going to low stake players. Like I, I like to do the, I, I put this game in there to help people get better at DFS. So the $5, 25K high five, it's a single entry tournament on DraftKings. Um, I hate the rake at 16%, but the structure of the tournament is phenomenal. It pays out 24.3%. The top 10 is only getting 27.8%. And if you have a nuts type of lineup, you're going to turn $5 into 2K if you win. Um, you know, the top 10 get at least 200 bucks. So if you have a, a really strong GPP team, you're going to at least 10X your, almost 10X your money. 
Um, so I, I like this tournament. If you're wanting to, if you're just getting into DFS and you're wanting to just find a tournament that has upside, that really has a strong payout structure. I feel like the 25 K high five single entry $5 tournament on DraftKings is a tournament you can look at. So, um, I, I, again, I'm trying to mix it up. I really like the $12. I really like the $40 single entries. And I, I saw this tournament today and I was like, man, that structure seems really strong for a low strikes player that um, is digging into DFS. Um, last question we got here is give me your favorite over under um, on the slate. Grizzlies Lakers over. Yeah. That's, that doesn't that total just seem low for as fast as Memphis is playing. I know the Lakers aren't playing as fast this year. But that total just seems low. Um, that was going to be mine as well. So I'm going to go with – I'm going to take the under in the Miami game. Okay, because that was my second choice. I was like, if you wanted to take that, I was going to take the other one. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I could see it getting over, but if I – you know, I, I probably wouldn't bet any of these outside of the Lakers over. Today, no, I would so. just think that maybe there's a good chance that with Butler back, the Heat do play slower and it becomes a little bit – and the Hawks are an efficient shooting and it becomes kind of more of a methodical, like, you know, 104 to 102 type of games. Yeah, and, like, you got to remember it too. Atlanta's on a back-to-back, so, yeah. And it's just um, – that's going to wrap it up. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? If you're not part of the Discord, if you're not a premium member, I know this is a free show, and Steve is very bad at selling the premium subscriptions to Roto Grinders for $40 a month. For $40 a month, okay, I got, this is my scold. There are people currently, if you're out there and you're not a premium member, there are premium members that pay $40 a month and still don't even utilize 90% of the things that Roto-Grinders offers. And it's all the things that I paid for that I used in order to become a good enough player to even be on this show. So you should use them. Instead of going to Grinders Live and bugging Dean for his horrible picks and the takes that are on that show, uh, which, I mean, they give great analysis, but, I mean, the QQs and all that type of stuff. Like, you get court IQ. You get Meansy's core plays. You get Noto's grind down. You get uh, you get the project. Hey, the projections, premium projections. They're made by Tuttle and Meansy and Jamino and SBK. You get crunch time. You get the premium Discord that I'm in all the time. You get all the rankings. You get, the like, the, the tags. Stevie's always on tags. I'm on tags for the for the cash plays, the GPP plays, everything. You get that all. You don't have to go into Discord and ask, you know, hey, what's the best play? It's all there. It's all tagged. You get the alerts. You get, I mean, you get the RG app. You, I mean, it's all for the taking. And you can just take that information and you'll know what the answers are to the questions by just looking at the information. So it's 40 bucks a month. If you're not a premium member, you should sign up. And if you're a premium member and you're not looking at the premium content, uh, you'll see me scolding you in the Discord every day. Yes, for sure. Check it out. $40 is like $1.33, $1.34 a month um, or a day. So um, if you play more than a dollar a day, like obviously you know, you're playing the lump sum, but definitely worth it. And you're not just getting NBA, you're getting NFL, you're getting NHL, you're getting PGA, you're getting all the core sports. So check it out for sure. Um, start here, go and read the grind down, follow it up by core plays, make a routine, um, get all the information, the situation room to get all the injury news. So that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. Hope everyone enjoyed. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more basketball. Good luck in your contests and we'll see you then.